Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Today, I finally have with me my wife, Shirley Kim, and we have a big announcement. We recently had our second child, um, and so we got on the podcast together to just talk about not only this child's birth story, but the one previous. Um, so both Aisley Jihan Shin, that's our first daughter, and Kaylin Seoyeon Shin, um, our recently born newborn daughter. Um, yeah, we just kind of go through the experience of giving birth and how my wife prepared and how she went all natural without any epidurals. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Hello, Shirley. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast for the first time ever, right? I guess so. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, Shirley is my wife. Um, and I've been asking her to be on my podcast since when? Probably the first episode, right? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so in the two and a half years, closing, actually it's closing in on, well, I, I guess, yeah, two and a half years of doing this, um, you finally agreed to be on the podcast. And for that, I am very grateful. Um, mm -hmm. But the... The topic that you finally agreed to talk about was um, a very special event for us that recently happened. Do you want to explain what happened? Yeah, we had a baby. <laughs> we had a baby. <laughs> we had our, our second child. And I wanted to talk about kind of the process um, of giving birth. Um, so other expectant mothers can hear and kind of understand what ways they can prepare. Because I feel like you did a lot of stuff. Um, like months leading into the actual birthing process, you, there were a ton of things that you did, ton, ton of things that you researched, ton of things you looked up. And also for, you know, expecting fathers so that they kind of know, you know, what to, like how to support um, the, the mother. Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, just to give you guys a little update, I'm wearing my uh, girl dad t-shirt um, if you're watching the video. Um, we had our second daughter. Her name is... Kaylin Seohyun Shin. Yes, and she is the little sister to our first daughter. Aisley <laughs> Jian Shin. Yeah. And both births, um, just to kind of on, on the outset, I want to um, warn the listeners. They're, they weren't typical births, right? Like they're not... You usually hear of labor taking like multiple days sometimes, but... It wasn't the case for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you, you want to kind of give the timeline of like when you f started first feeling contractions to when the birth actually happened? For Kaylin? Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I just want to say I'm very not knowledgeable <laughs> about this stuff. And I can, but I'll just show, share my experience. Yeah. And every experience is different. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess our two births are relatively similar for Kaylin and AZ, but basically start from where? Like when you first felt like, oh, there's contractions happening. Well, you actually, let's go back to Aisley, right? Okay. Because, um, we, you kind of had like a freak, well, I had like a freak out moment before the actual contraction started, right? Yeah. Well, do you remember what day that was? Oh, yeah. So that was like on a Friday or a Saturday, maybe Friday. Hmm. Um, I just, I was 38 weeks and some change. And I decided to go shopping. I think it was, oh, it was like approaching Father's Day. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was that Sunday. And so I, I went shopping for our dad's. At the outlet mall, right? No, at North Point Mall. Oh, right, at right. Macy's. Mm -hmm. um, but then, like, I think I must have been in that, like, actually, no. I was going to say I was in the nesting mode, but I think I was just in a shopping mode. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, like, went and I was, like, by myself. I think I got off work early that day. Mm -hmm. I left at, like, two or something. And then I just went to North Point Mall because I work really close to it. And then I went shopping um and there was just a lot to look at so i just kept shopping and then i ended up shopping for a whole bunch of your clothes because you have like no clothes <laughs> and so yeah i just walked around a lot that day 
And then on the way home, I got like a car wash, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I came home. And then, there, and then I made dinner. And then during dinner, I started to have contractions. But they weren't like painful. But so they just... What did, what did they feel like? Like basically like my stomach would just get hard. Mm. Um, like really hard. Mm-hmm. And then... But it would happen. I mean, it happens like throughout your pregnancy. At least it's, I think they're called Braxton Hicks. But then uh, in our that's th- during that time, it started to come like at intervals, mm-hmm. like every like I forget like four minutes or something like that. I remember I downloaded an app. Yeah. Because um, you can, if you download an app, you can kind of uh, record when the contraction started, when they ended, and then when the next one started, and then when then when that one ends and. The app will tell you if there's like it's the the timing of it is at a place where you have to go to the hospital, right? Right. And when I re- when I did it, it was like um, every three or four minutes, right. and the app like it started like flashing red saying, "Yeah, it was go dumb, to the hospital." It's <laughs> a dumb hospital. app. It's not a good app <laughs> no, for but, people who are no, but the, like nervous about it because <laughs> it like went straight like red and like yeah alerted you. But that that is typically though when you should if it's, if they were actual contractions that is when you should go to the hospital right every three I, four minutes i think so yeah. yeah yeah the doctor said every five minutes so they have to come every five minutes one and they have to last a minute long mm-hmm. for a whole hour mm-hmm. yeah right so remind me why we didn't go to the hospital because that night when that happened, I was freaking out, right? Yeah. And I was running around. Like, we didn't really have our bags packed. I didn't know what I was doing. So, right. Like, but then you kind of made the call. We don't need to go to the hospital. And you, you kind of called it. You said these aren't real contractions. How did you know? Well, first of all, they didn't hurt. A sec- a second of all, because I was trying to go natural, mm-hmm. I listened to so many birth stories and just like really read up on how contractions are but apparently if they're real contractions they obviously they're gonna hurt Mm -hmm. and like they get more intense every contraction but they weren't mine were not getting they didn't hurt at all they weren't getting more intense they were just coming at intervals and also when i if you want to go natural they always say like try to um stay at home as long as possible Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like when you poop you Mm -hmm. know like you're more comfortable doing it at pooping at home in your Mm -hmm. own space Mm -hmm. rather than going somewhere else right yeah so it's kind of like the same thing if you're at home you can handle the contractions better or well you know right it it might be easier it's better in the comfort of your home right and so i was like it just started First of all, second of all, um, they weren't getting strong. I wanted to wait it out to see if they're going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And also, even if they were real, like, um, I wanted to stay home as long as possible. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like it was real mm-hmm. at that time, too. Like, mm-hmm. I guess there's, some, like, in a sense, there's an instinct. Actually, maybe I take that back because I didn't know that they are. But anyways, <laughs> I just felt like it wasn't right. Oh, also, I think, um, so I have, like, my doctor I really like, and I wanted her to be there for my delivery, but she was out of town that day. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, I have to wait it out. <laughs> yeah, um, shout-outs to Dr. Kim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so and so David just freaked out. Uh-huh. But I was just like, let me just go take a bath. Because Braxton Hicks... If you like relax yourself, they come kind of, I think, when you're overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know. But anyways, for me, it did. And so if you kind of relax yourself, it goes away, apparently. So I think I, I went to go take a bath. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I mean, I didn't go into labor that day. So so they eventually just went away. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then so from that point, how many days was it until your actual birth? So that was Friday. And then on Tuesday is when i gave birth yeah but i think after that that scare on friday night we did know like okay it's gonna she's gonna come soon like Mm -hmm. my body's definitely preparing because um apparently your body like practices Mm -hmm. the contractions whatever and so saturday like and sunday saturday we basically like 
just stayed home and watched dramas all day. Yeah. No, we, we did go out for lunch with your parents for uh-huh. like a Father's Day lunch. Uh-huh. Not on Sunday because Sunday's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So Saturday, we just relaxed. And then Sunday, actually, no, Sunday we didn't relax. I went to church. We went to church did and we did everything. Yeah. yeah. And then so on Tuesday, mm-hmm. your your water actually broke. Right. Right. So that was a clear indicator of, okay, well, first of all, if you don't give birth within the 24 hours of your water breaking, that's dangerous for the baby, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we knew that either way, the baby's got to come out. So we that was kind of an easy indicator of, okay, we got to go to the hospital. Right. <laughs> but you, you didn't want to go to the hospital initially, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> the we were like getting ready to go to the regular doctor's appointment um and also even if your water breaks i don't know i wasn't i didn't think i I wasn't contracting then either Mm. and so like i was scared i was just like really scared of having to like contract go into labor for 24 hours at the hospital yeah and so i just didn't want to go i just (laughs) wanted to stay home even because even after my water breaks some birth stories that I heard, which is from this podcast called The Birth Hour. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a podcast of everyone's birth stories. And a lot of them do are more like the natural people. So they have more, I guess, midwives are more natural. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of them actually do say that some of them say like you can stay home and try to labor some more before mm-hmm. going to the hospital i don't know if that's what our pra- the practice i go to would say mm-hmm. i don't know if that's what dr kim would say but anyways i was just trying to take my time yeah yeah, yeah. but and also i just i was already going to go see dr kim anyways for a regular appointment so i figured why not mm-hmm. yeah so well first before we go any further let's get some of the kind of definitions straight just so the listeners can understand so when you say natural you just mean birth without epidural, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about like, like, birth, giving birth at home without life. a doctor. Right there, yeah. <laughs> no, that was clearly something we chose not to do. Yeah, just because no, that's kind of freaked us out. The yeah, idea I can, of it. we couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, all the power to you if if you are someone who who is able to do that. But for mm-hmm. us, we're kind of like we didn't we don't want to deal with the mess of everything that would happen with that and. We're kind of low risk type people, so right. just in case there's complications, we wanted there to be like actual like hospital equipment there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we chose we didn't choose that route. So when we when we see natural, we're just talking about um, not getting an epidural, right? And well, can so you... like basically like how to cope better without getting an epidural mm-hmm. is basically what I mean. Yeah, and you mentioned nesting earlier. Which this is something I didn't know until you got pregnant, but nesting is apparently a thing that happens to mothers when you're close to giving birth. You start like cleaning up and like organizing things, and you it's get like, like kind a, of a spark of energy. Yeah, and it's like a natural just getting ready for the child type phenomenon, right? Right. Which is, I have to tell you guys. I mean, not to put you on blast, <laughs> but you're not the most organized person. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So when it happened, I was like, oh, it's it's an actual real thing because it's a uh, like, you don't typically normally do that um, of your own volition. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so that happened. And um, any, anything else we have to. No, right. That's it. Right. That happened beforehand. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about like in terms of like terminology. Oh. Anything else we have to mention? No, I think I think those are it. So, so yeah. Um, so we go to the hospital, and the extraordinary part of all this, first of all, guys, I mean, I think Shirley is like gifted somehow um, in terms of being able to give birth because, like, we went to we got to the hospital. So, well, well I want to tell this story. We went to Doctor Kim's office, and then she checked you, and she was like, "Oh, your water is definitely broken. Just go to the hospital immediately, right?" But then, basically, yeah. But then you didn't want to do that um, because, in your mind, you wanted to um, delay the labor as long as possible. So you you first made me go home 
to to get the birthing ball, the big yeah, yoga ball. I needed the birthing ball. Oh yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, the, or it's just a yoga ball. Uh-huh. It's like we just call it birthing ball. But yeah, I just I really I like prepared mm-hmm. how to cope on this yoga ball. So I was like, I need that ball. Yeah. So we went and got that, and then you made me go to uh, Panda Express because you wanted to make sure you ate before going into labor. Right. So we we did all that. So. All of that kind of took a while. So we, I mean, we, we were at the doctor's office at like, what, three? Something like that. But then we got to the hospital at like five, right? Mm-hmm. And when, what what time was it when you actually gave birth? Like, when did AZ mm-hmm. come, come out? Mm-hmm. Eight, 11. Yeah, so, I mean, three hours is kind of unheard of, right? Right, I yeah. think so. I mean, because a lot of people, like, at least in our circles, I mean, it takes... I feel like 10 hours it might be average, maybe even on the shorter end. Because I've, like, we know people who literally it can take multiple days to mm-hmm. to give birth. So I, I don't know if that's normal. So I don't know. I want to make sure people understand, especially expecting mothers, that maybe that shouldn't be something you're expecting for your own birth, right? Yeah. I was expecting it to last like 20 hours. Yeah. And me too. Because, I mean, I we brought so many things to to prepare and you know especially the birthing ball thing you brought that because you wanted to make sure you could cope using all the different techniques that you learned um and then yeah so az was born you did it without an epidural how much did it hurt (laughs) a lot (laughs) (laughs) so i mean but the thing the crazy thing is though you did it the first time and then with kaylin you well, again, went natural without any epidurals. So, like, right. why why did you do that to yourself? Well, first of all, the reason why I didn't get an epidural is because I'm more scared of the long needle that they're going to put in my spine <laughs> than giving birth. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, I wasn't, like... Complete, I'm not against the epidural. Mm-hmm. It was just more like, how far can I go without getting it? But I was blessed in that I only really had to labor for a, like three hours. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to cope it. But I'm sure if I went 10 hours plus, I would have needed the epidural. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then like there's a lot of side effects that are very rare. But I just didn't, it scared me like one of them being like a spinal headache or something like that like apparently you get like the worst if something goes wrong Mm -hmm. you get the worst headache ever and like i had when i was like in high school i suffered some bad migraines um i don't anymore maybe because i drink more water and i quit coffee (laughs) but anyways um and i just i know how like it would literally, like, I couldn't do... If I had a migraine, I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I would just have to lay in bed. But I can't imagine having to do that with a newborn. Mm. Um, and so I didn't even want to chance that, yeah. basically. And then... I mean, yeah. And then, like, you know, the... Ba- like, again, all these are rare. But people, some people say they have, like, back pains where they got the shot. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want... I didn't, really didn't want that. Um, so that's why I didn't get the epidural. Yeah. And so like, even with Kaylin, it was kind of more like, let me just try and, you know, if I need it, I'll need it. Mm -hmm. But that was just kind of my mentality. Mm -hmm. And also like my mom didn't get epidural and she kind of like, what is it? was like, I didn't get one. (laughs) You shouldn't either. And it kind of challenged me, I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, how moms are. <laughs> well, but that's a good point, though. There, I think it's pretty common that um, your birthing, I guess, situation or, or the difficulty of your birth, um, there's a good indicator of that in, like, how difficult it was for your mom to give birth to you, right? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I would say there, there's, I mean, probably not 100%, but there's a good statistical likelihood that if your parents or if your mom had an easy pregnancy and an easy birth, I mean, there is a chance that it would be the same for you and vice versa, right? I guess so. Yes. I don't know if it's like scientifically proven, but 
anecdotally from what i've seen around like people in our community at least it uh-huh. seems to be the case like I, i feel like that's the trend oh maybe. you know what i mean yeah 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 so um i mean yeah again we, this isn't like scientifically backed but yeah I, i think if you're trying to think about whether or not you're gonna go natural maybe talk to your mother and, and see like what right what they did yeah so you you went and, and i want to say that the birth of aisley and the birth of kaylin were remarkably similar similar right somewhat yeah in the sense that well um your water didn't break for kaylin mm-hmm. but you went into contraction right yeah i just started labor with yeah. kaylin with aisley when i when my water broke i wasn't um really contracting but i think now that i look back and i think i was like i wasn't feeling good that day mm. and that must have been why mm. because it kind of feels like well i mean i guess guys wouldn't know but like when you're just really crampy and mm-hmm. stuff and so i thought like it was because we had eaten fried chicken two nights in a row <laughs> uh-huh. so i just thought like my body was just like not feeling well yeah. and i didn't eat that day um which is why also i was like i need the panda express uh, yeah, um yeah. but then looking back like i it must have been contractions and that's why i wasn't feeling that way they hmm. uh that well that day i was also at work and you know when you're at work like you're you have you're kind of busy mm-hmm. so like you don't really think hmm. about your like if i was at home i might have just been sitting there thinking about is it contractions or not but mm-hmm. when you're at work especially because i was trying to wrap up everything before my maternity leave which weirdly an instinct it must have been an instinct i i weirdly like cleaned my desk that day mm-hmm. sent out all my like final emails just in case i go into labor yeah like i must have known but i didn't know like my head didn't know yeah my body must have known because i like sent out all my final emails and stuff um that day and um yeah yeah so you gave birth um so the timing was you got to the hospital at 5 p.m ish, and you like gave birth at 8 11 p.m ish for aisley mm-hmm. but with kaylin we got to the hospital at like 6 ish 6 a.m ish oh yeah yeah and you gave birth at like 9 11 right. it was i think it was 903 actually it was the exact time that Kaylin yeah. was born so like the time difference um, the amount of time that you had in the hospital giving birth was very much the same right yeah you're right any differences in the process you, you um for your first child and your second yeah i mean with Kaylin, my water didn't break mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but in terms of kind of like how you were feeling and, and things oh like that. i mean with Kaylin not i mean like during the labor the whole process yeah the labor and the actual birth giving part oh well i don't know i guess they were similar because i don't know i don't know if this is just my memory having gone fuzzy or not but i feel like this time around you were like way more intense during the actual pushing part oh yeah right so I mean, it's kind of like TMI, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I, with, uh, with Aisley, uh-huh. so basically like there's like two parts of your labor. Mm-hmm. The first part is where you're like contracting. Well, okay, no, I take that back. Or where you're just trying, you're, you're just waiting for your cervix to open up mm-hmm. till 10, to 10 centimeters. Mm-hmm. And so you're just contracting and just having to cope through the contractions. And then once you're at 10 centimeters, then you have to push the baby out. Mm-hmm. Um, with Aisley, I was, I prepared so much for the labor part and not the pushing part. So I didn't really know how to push. Mm. But like when you're, your body will tell you, like when you have to push, it's kind of like, you know, when you have to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. like your body will know. And it'll like kind of make you want to push. Mm-hmm. And so with AZ, I did, I mean, I felt it, but like, <laughs> it's like so TMI. I don't know how to explain it without being like so graphic. What? 
Like you felt like you had to poop. I mean, yeah, but like, it's kind of like with AZ, I think I was more, because I didn't know how to push. Uh-huh. It was kind of like when you have to poop and uh-huh. you're just kind of letting the poop come out. Uh-huh. Whereas for Kaylin, I was like, I was in pain. I don't know if it's because mentally, I with AZ, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I prepared for the worst. And so it seemed a lot easier. But then because I already went, but for Kaylin, because I already went through it with AZ, like I didn't, I kind of like in my head was like, okay, it's not as bad as I think. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed a little harder, but then I kind of just wanted it over with. And so when it was time for me to push, I like pushed because mm-hmm. I kind of knew or I like knew a little bit more of the sensation, like feeling. So basically like, it's like, like you're just like pushing a big poop out. Right. Right. And so like, I like tried my best to push her out. Whereas like with AZ, I kind of, my body kind of let her come out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Good. That's good to know because for people who don't know what that sensation feels like, cause I mean, yeah, you, you, I think initially kept saying, Oh, like I got to go use the bathroom, but the nurses kind of had to stop you. Um, I mean, so just to kind of go further into the actual birthing process um, with Aisley, um, you, you were however many centimeters that dilated going into the hospital. I think it was like four. Uh-huh. And then they let the the rhythm of what they let you do at our hospital was they put you on the monitors to check your contractions and the baby's heart rate um, for 20 minutes. And then they let you kind of walk around and do your thing for 40 minutes. Right. So they take you uh-huh. off and then. After that, they, they put you back on. But after one cycle of that for you, you like got back on the bed to be monitored. But you kept saying, oh, I've got to go use the bathroom. And then the nurse was like, wait a minute. Like, let me see how much you're dilated. And they were like, oh, my gosh, you're like ready to push. You're like 10 centimeters dilated. So like, well, I think well, when they first checked that, I was like eight. Yeah. And then they started freaking out because you had progressed so fast. Right. right? And, and then like the doctor had to like kind of rush Dr. Kim had to like rush over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, she was clutched that day because like she was expecting to see you that night. Right. Um, but then, yeah, she she made it in time to give birth. But that sensation of knowing that, like if you had known that, then like I, want, I wonder if you didn't know that and just kind of went to the bathroom, like that wouldn't have been good, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I don't if know. If you went to I the mean, toilet. But and, you don't hear that many stories of people actually like, Pooping a baby. So I guess <laughs> No, it- there there are stories of people who like I think this is a story of like some girl who was kind of like obese, but she didn't know she was pregnant and she went to the bathroom and like she pooped out a baby pretty much. Like yeah, I mean so it's I guess it's possible. Yeah. Uh, but it's just so like people know that that's the sensation that you need to be kind of aware of. Right? So but anyhow, um that so you you uh easily came um and i feel like like the actual pushing i don't know why we we say it's 45 minutes for easily yeah i don't know where i got that number from but i i feel like it was much shorter i don't know well whatever it was um you there's an actual contracting part where you were kind of like walking around sitting on the yoga ball Mm -hmm. um and yeah i i think that's a good tip um i think if you want to get the baby out faster, you definitely should be walking, right? If you're able. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's something that we learned with Kaylin. That your contractions, like, were kind of more... Like, they came faster, was it? Yeah. Yeah, when you were walking around versus when you were just sitting on the yoga ball. Yeah, and then... um, Because like, with Kaylin, you really wanted to get the baby out, right? Right, yeah. With Aisley, you didn't really know. But with Kaylin, we, we definitely took notes this time around. Oh, yeah, and with AZ, like, I, I think, I remember when my water broke, like, I was like, oh, no, it's not, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah, so you wanted to delay it as right. much as possible. But with- then with Kaylin, like, we had sent AZ already to mm-hmm. um, your mom's house, and like, I just needed her to come, like, that day for everything to work out. Because, like, my mom was scheduled to come, and mm-hmm. there was just so much, much more, like, scheduling needed to happen just because it's our second child now yeah. um, that I just needed her to come fast. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, the whole process, I think, again, I think with Aisley, we somehow got this 45 minute number in our head. I think it was closer to like 10. Because with, Kay- so. with Kaylin, you push for 10 minutes. 
And yeah, but I, like I, as a observant, because I was next to you for both, I feel like they were both pretty similar. The only difference being you were way more intense with Kaylin, <laughs> but I think the duration wasn't that different. It definitely wasn't like 45 minutes versus 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like with AZ, I definitely went through more contractions. Mm. With Kaylin, it was like three contractions or something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, maybe a little, maybe 15 minutes versus 10 minutes. That sounds more right. I don't know. But okay, so anyhow, one tip I want to give um, as a father is when your wife is giving birth, you want to support her back because um, for both births, um, the doctors kept telling you to um, curl oh, up yeah. forward. I think, but your instinct and your like natural position was to kind of arch your back and then like right, lean like back. back yeah but then like the, the doctors kept telling you don't do that don't do that curl forward so i remember for both um uh births i was holding your hand with my left arm and i was supporting your back with my right arm kind of like pushing you forward so that you can curl forward so yeah if you so <laughs> so fathers if you need to uh build up your arm strength for that then you should you should get ready for that yeah, so um, a- after the births of, of both, um, do you remember kind of how you felt? Because you didn't get any epidurals and they gave you like kind of like Tylenol type. Was it Pitocin? That? No, no, Pitocin is not a painkiller. What did they give you to like? For painkillers? Did they give you anything? Did, like, yeah, Tylenol and Advil. Yeah. Right. Like a combination of both. Or so, Tylenol and Ibuprofen, which is Advil, right? So, like, frankly, do you did you kind of regret not getting epidural, like, after it was all done? Or were you like... No. No, I, after it was all done, I was like, yeah, I went through it again. Like, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't get the epidural. Mm. Um, just because, like, it's just more fluids in your system mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i i'm glad i didn't get it yeah but yeah and i didn't need um like the iv painkillers mm. like the strong stuff yeah thankfully yeah that's good and another tip for fathers you're gonna see a lot of blood um oh, like yeah. they have to like weigh uh, with kaylin you you bled way more than with Aisley. um they give you some like they give you extra fluids because of that but um yeah it's if you're squeamish about that then prepare yourself because you're gonna see a lot of things um well so that that was kind of the birth stories but um the part i really wanted to get into was what you did to prepare because we, we talked about it a little bit um there was a podcast that especially with Aisley, there was a podcast you listened to for i want to say like months is that right uh-huh. like every day you were listening to this podcast what was, what's the podcast called? The Birth Hour. Is it The Birth Hour? Yeah. And did it help? Yeah. Explain to us why. Well, um, it's just literally like a person comes on and tells their birth story. Or they tell just from how they got pregnant, how their pregnancy went, um, and then how they went into labor all the way to the birth, even to the postpartum. Mm-hmm. And just like their whole just story the whole process (laughs) yeah the whole process and you just learn so much from listening to so many people's stories and i mean i listened to so many stories because i was working like nine to five so all um at the time so i literally just all i had time to do was this i just listened to podcasts all day Mm -hmm. and so i listened to those um and then like if you listen to enough, you realize a lot of them are similar. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all different, but then like you can kind of get the pro- process, mm. like understand like, oh, like, well, some people did like, and you, when you hear what happened during their birth, you just like get, gain more knowledge of what can happen during your birth and Stuff like that. Mm. So after listening to so many, like I kind of got a gist of how births are supposed to go. How many would you say you listen to? I don't know. Like tens, hundreds? Maybe like under a hundred, but like close to it, maybe. Mm. Wow. And 
One thing that I want to caution people against, though, because you're the type where if you're if you're going into the unknown, you want to know the wor- oh, worst yeah. case scenario, right? Yeah. But there are people who that kind of freaks them out, right? And it's not really helpful, right? But the listening to all these birth stories, you get all the good, but that means you get all the bad, right? Like right. all the situations of crazy things that happen during the birth. Um, like all the complications that can happen. Like I, I feel like you told me so many um, cases of where people had to like, because of a, a unforeseen um, circumstance, they had to go into like emergency C-sections and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but that actually comforted you? Is that? I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, I like to know the worst case scenario mm. and all scenarios mm. to prepare myself. Mm. If not, I'll get more nervous. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But then, yeah, there are definitely, that's just my personality, but I know there are personalities who'd rather not know because then knowing will make them nervous. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then there, so that was the podcast, but there was also you learned like different pain enduring, pain coping techniques. Like, do you have any resources of where you, where you got oh, that? Oh, yeah. Um, like on YouTube, mm-hmm. I would just look up how to how to give birth without an epidural. But there's this one girl that I learned a lot from. I watched like a lot, most of her videos. Um, and she like posted like how to breathe during, during the, um, like during your contractions and stuff. Mm. And that helped a lot. Mm. Well, well, do you remember her name? No, but I can link it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, link it in the. That was the video. Well, that's the person that we were watching yeah. the night Aisley was or Kaylin was born, right? Yeah. yeah, and so that like I watched her for Aisley, mm-hmm. and I really liked her. So for Kaylin, I like found her again, but then she had another baby, and she's much more like bigger mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So she had a lot more videos, mm. and she and then like she updated her older videos and stuff like that, and so. She had, yeah, there was just a lot more to watch with Kaylin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so fascinating because there are, I remember that night, like you were saying, you wanted Kaylin to come that night. Um, that's also why we kind of let Izzy go sleep at my parents' house. And you were, we like, I remember us uh, walking outside mm-hmm. and you were walking one foot on the curb and one foot on the street. Oh, yeah. Like staggered walking because yeah, that was supposed walking. to. Oh, curb walking. That was supposed to help induce faster. Um, there were like different, like on the yoga ball, even there were like different techniques, like movements oh, yeah. and positions to help induce faster too, right? Yeah. I mean, just bouncing on the yoga ball, I think helps because mm-hmm. like when you're bounced, like the baby's bouncing too. So mm-hmm. it's like going to, she's going to like come down more. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I like looked up how to induce labor on the yoga ball. I ate dates. Mm-hmm. Because apparently that's supposed to help soften your cervix, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they're actually pretty good. I kind of want some now. <laughs> um, um, and then like pineapples mm. and spicy food. But yeah. And like a lot of walking. I remember we were supposed to go shopping the like that morning where when Kaylin, Kaylin was born, right? Oh, no. So we were going to go shopping like... Oh, because... Kaylin was born on a thir- Thursday, Thursday morning, morning right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Monday was Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So Monday we were supposed to go to um, the outlet malls mm-hmm. to go shopping to kind of get me like moving more. But we didn't because mm-hmm. we got too lazy. Oh. <laughs> um, and then on Wednesday I had my appointment and I also got like something called a membrane sweep mm-hmm. where I don't, I don't know. They just... It's like helps induce labor naturally, mm-hmm. I think too, and then so. I was hoping that the baby would come that night because of it, but she didn't come till the next morning. Mm-hmm. But the next morning we were planning on, um, so at like eleven thirty, I was like, no, we have to go curb walking. Mm-hmm. So we ended up going outside and just walking along the curb. And at was, almost midnight, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even that long though. Wasn't it like only fifteen minutes? Yeah, but you it did the trick because you were like really kind of uncomfortable at the end of it yeah i mean i was tired mm. i also like the night before i couldn't sleep a lot mm. i don't know if, why I'm, i don't know if i was excited or maybe it was the pregnancy insomnia but i only slept like three hours 
And then that was Tuesday night. And then Wednesday night, it was already 11 and I was so tired. And then I had to use a restroom too. It's really like, let's just go home. Yeah. But then since I wasn't in labor then, we were like, okay, let's at least try to get some sleep. And then Thursday morning, we were going to go to the park and try to walk more. Because mm-hmm. um, you already just straight took off work, I think, or you're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were going to walk the park and maybe have a breakfast there. But then labor, I woke up around 4 to contractions, yeah. 4 a.m. So we got like four hours of sleep. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember, I don't remember anything. you just saying, like, oh, oh, I think I'm contracting. And it's like such a blur to me, like when we woke up and when we got to the hospital. Like, I don't remember, did, I don't even know if I like, I definitely didn't wash up. I didn't? I don't think so. Uh-huh. Like, I literally just jumped up. Thankfully, what, what we did the night before is we put our bags in the car our go bags we put the yoga ball in the car we switched out the car seats so that we can take the the baby newborn car seat like we had done all of that so literally when you felt contractions at at four like we literally just ran into the car and just left yeah like, well yeah i mean we were very prepared because mm-hmm. we wanted to go or have the baby that day but we yeah i woke up i mean like i think i had woken up at like three to some contractions and then um, I just, like, ignored it and went to sleep again after using the restroom. Because, you know, when you're pregnant, you just wake up so many times to use the restroom mm-hmm. during the middle of the night. But then at, like, 4, I was like, okay, I need to start timing these. Because mm-hmm. they were getting a little bit more uncomfortable. And um, I figured maybe they're real. Mm-hmm. And so I started timing them, like, just quietly by myself. And they're coming at that time. It was weird. It was, like, some of them were at 7. Some of them were 3 minutes apart. I would say an average of five minutes apart, but mm. the doctor had told me to call her when they were five minutes apart mm. for an hour. So I was like, okay, it's four. So um, let's just, I just kept timing them. Mm-hmm. But then I think when it came to like 4.30 or 40, I was like, okay, they've been pretty consistent around like an average of five minutes. So like, I'm just going to start getting ready. And so I started getting ready and then I eventually woke you up. And I was like, hey, like, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. And then you just got up. And then we went downstairs and then, but I like didn't want to call her before an hour because <laughs> yeah. I'm just a rule follower too, like yeah. you. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and so I like let it go even, but it was like confusing because some of them would come at like seven minutes again. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just, I just kept bouncing on the yoga ball. Oh yeah. So I think we had the yoga ball still at home. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then I just kept bouncing on the yoga ball. We were just watching news like regular just whatever was on tv and then i think when it hit like five after an hour i was okay maybe it's time now because we were also scared at because at how fast az happened like we also i was also like scared that suddenly i would have to because the thing that people kept telling us was the second birth is going to go much faster right the body kind of knows what it's doing (laughs) And so we were like, if we wait too long, like it might be one of those, like you're going to give birth in the car type situations. Like we're going to like not have enough time to get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we were very much like, let's just go. If, if it feels like it, let's just go. But you, you actually called Dr. Kim. Yeah. And then she said, oh yeah, just go. Just go. And then she called it into the hospital for us. By yeah, the way, I- yeah, if, if you're an expecting mother and you need to find out OB, OBGYN, um, modern, OBGYN is great where Dr. Kim is. I would, we would definitely recommend it. <laughs> um, but anyhow, so uh, we went to the hospital and what were we talking about? Were we, oh. Yeah, by then I think my contractions were pretty painful. Mm. But yeah, they were still coming like, yeah, like some of them were three minutes apart, some of them were five minutes apart, some of them were seven. Mm. It was just kind of like very within that range, but. Not like just three minutes, three minutes. But yeah. I guess, I don't know. Maybe that's not happen for everyone. I don't know. Yeah. No, but that is probably because when you were sitting down, they were longer. Oh, yeah. And then when you oh, were kind of right. up and about, it was, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that was, would you say that kind of everything you did to try to induce labor helped the yeah. previous night, right? Yeah. Gosh. You know, and another disclaimer of, you know, you electing not to take the epidural. 
um, when you go to the hospital and they're monitoring, monitoring you, they put on like two sensors and you see on the screen, like on up top, it's like the baby's heart, heart rate uh-huh. on the bottom is like the graph of your contractions. And for you, it was like on a scale of zero to a hundred, your peaks of when it, you were contracting, it would hit like 10, maybe 15 yeah. and then go back down. But on the screen, um, for whatever reason, you see different people. Um, like, we didn't know who they were. We just saw their room number. But this other person's contractions were <laughs> crazy. Like, they were yeah. going all the way up to 100. And so, you know, like, yeah, maybe for people like that, like, the epidural is the way to go. Because it, it seems like much more uh, just intense contractions. Right. But, but I mean, the um, mm-hmm. just so it doesn't sound like. Just so you know that it's not <laughs> uh-huh. not it was it was still painful uh-huh. is the the monitor I mean purely all it does is I think track the how hard your mm-hmm. stomach gets mm-hmm. so if they don't put it on the right spot right now I, yeah. I mean you know no for sure I'm not minimizing that at all <laughs> I, but it's just the contractions of the other persons were yeah. just erratic. Yeah, that they, was crazy. Yours was very cleanly, like the graph was like a normal distribution graph where it just goes up, down, up, down. And like at, when we were looking at it, it was at exactly like five minute intervals. Right. With this other person, it was like, there was no like pattern to it. It was just up and down like yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So of course, yeah. Please don't believe or think that I thought it was an easy process. Because <laughs> for sure, when I saw you actually pushing, I was like, okay, this is no joke. Like you were, I don't think I've ever seen you. I've never heard you scream. Like even with AZ, I don't think you I didn't. Screamed. I did yeah. not. Um, but this was the first this time. Like, I was like, come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Kaylin came out. Um, yeah. So would you say that, because I mean, not to not to make it sound like you were lazy or anything, but just because you have a toddler, mm-hmm. the amount of preparation that you you did with Aisley was much higher than the preparation that you did with Kaylin. Right. Right. So were there any drawbacks because of that? No, I mean I think it's um I don't think it's because I didn't have the time. Wait, there was that too, but I think it's because I already knew everything. Like mm-hmm. I already had prepared for Aisley, so like Everything I I like did for Kaylin, it was just kind of more like summaries. Because mm-hmm. well, but you were also doing um, the the pregnancy workouts like much more frequently. Oh, you're right. Easily. Oh, oh, and one big thing I don't know if this um is a reason, but for my next birth, I'm gonna do it again. But like I kept I went to the chiropractor pretty regularly. That um, I don't know if. She helped just like adjust my pelvic bones or whatever to like make it so that it was much a, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Like the baby was just positioned correctly, because mm-hmm. um, that's like a big thing how the baby's positioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that was like the one thing I did with um, Kayla and Az pretty similarly. Also because when I'm pregnant, I have so much hip pain, mm-hmm. um, and so she would help. The chiropractor would help a little bit. Yeah, I definitely didn't exercise as much. I didn't do that pregnancy exercise, which was like a lot of squats. Yeah. With AZ, I did a lot. I did it like at least three times, two times a week, mm-hmm. three times a week. Mm-hmm. But with Kaylin, maybe like five, three times total. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the the chiropractor was a like a pregnancy chiropractor, like a specific type of like, chiropractor. Right? She, she, I mean, she does everything, but then she does, she is specialized or she does do pregnant people too. Yeah. It's not just like a... Yeah. So it wasn't like you just walked into anybody. Yeah. Just, yeah like you up, let them know that you were pregnant and all that. Yeah. Stuff. I looked up like pregnancy chiropractors and she just so happened to be like five minutes away. Mm-hmm. She also does like, I think this is a Webster technique. I don't know what that is really. But like she'll spin the baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like if she's breached uh-huh. then or like facing head up, which isn't, which isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. I think they can try to like spin the baby but mm. i'm not sure mm. that stuff scares no, we me, didn't so. need to do yeah it, right? and we yeah. didn't need to do it so i didn't have to look it up yeah because i think by the closer to the end of your pregnancy you know what position you're mm-hmm. in, the baby's in so i never like had to look it up yeah so just, just to kind of recap the preparation um you did kind of work like 
pregnancy specific workouts that you looked up on YouTube. Um, you listened to a lot of birth stories. Um, you learned a lot of like, breathing techniques or techniques to just help you cope. you cope with pain, right? And is that it? And there were specific foods that you ate to try to induce, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the one I remember there is one thing though, like in all your preparation, there was one thing you didn't prepare for because you didn't know it would happen. And that kind of, that like really like kicked you in the butt because you weren't ready for it. Do you know what I'm talking about? When they like push you, push your stomach. So what is that exactly? So after you give birth. uh It's called a fundal rub. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it really is, what it really does. But I think they're trying to like push your uterus down. Something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, But basically the nurses like push your stomach. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is after the baby's out and everything. Yeah. And it hurts so much. Mm. Like... Like, they're basically, like, using... I remember the nurse that we had for Kaylin. I'm sure it was the same. She was literally... I saw her, like, tipping toe, tiptoeing, like, yeah. putting all her weight. Uh-huh. And it hurts so much. Yeah. But I think it's, like, they check bleeding with it, too. Because mm-hmm. remember, they kept saying, like, oh, you're bleeding too much. Then we're going to have to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. Um, I Like, my stomach is still sore from it. Hmm. Yeah. It's been, like, a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just really hurt. Yeah. But like a lot of people, it doesn't, well, when I talk to other people, they're, they don't like remember it hmm. hurting as much. I don't know why mine hurts so much. I remember you, I don't know if you felt this way with Kaylin, but with Aisley, it might be because you were so ready and prepared for the pain of giving birth that when she did the stomach thing, you were like, shoot, I think that might've hurt more than the actual birth part. You remember uh, saying that? Yeah. 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 Maybe because, um, yeah, mental, because of what my mentality. Yeah. But the, with Kaylin, though, with AZ, I think it was mentality. With Kaylin, though, it was definitely different. They definitely, like, had to push way more right? with Kaylin. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I don't know. I guess they said, they did say I was bleeding more than they wanted me to. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. Mm. But, yeah, that's, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that hurts a lot yeah yeah so if so we got to prepare for that part too don't forget like well first of all you give birth and then you have to push again for the placenta don't you yeah so like if the once the baby comes out you're not all the way done you have to like push again and the, the placenta comes out and then they like do the whole like uterus belly pushing thing yeah so the pain like there's like just because the baby's out doesn't mean the pain is done there are still <laughs> things you have to be mentally prepared for so yeah that's but i mean it's nothing it's really nothing compared to giving birth so mm-hmm. not to scare anybody yeah 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 yeah. but just so just so you're aware like just so you know that it's coming because yeah we don't want people to be in your position where i don't like, know it's coming yeah because you would i think you like let go mentally as soon as the baby was out right and so it's like it was i think Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the sensation you had was, oh, I'm done with my finals. But then getting an email from a professor saying, oh, you have to take this final again. Like, right. that's kind of like, I'm sure what it was like. Like, you yeah. let go mentally. So all the adrenaline's like kind of gone. But then you're having to go through it again. So, yeah, just be mentally prepared and be mm-hmm. prepared fathers, too, because you're you got to be there supporting the mother the entire way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with with the birth all done, like. How has it been as a mother of two now? Like compared, because the first time around, it's all very new, mm-hmm. but it's only one baby that you're having to take care of. But now, like some of the things is you can't even pick up AZ right now because like you're healing still. Mm-hmm. You can't exert extra force, things like that. So like any any new things this time around now that you have two babies instead of just having one newborn? I think just the fact that I think with the newborn, it's definitely like just her. It's herself. Mm-hmm. It's easier because like we we already know everything, mm-hmm. so like we're just kind of going with the flow with her. Um, but it's harder to um, kind of navigate both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. But we're so lucky because Aisley is such a good sister. 
and she loves Kaylin mm-hmm. like so much that we have to make sure she doesn't crush her. <laughs> yeah, she's always wanting to like touch yeah. and like, kiss her. Yeah, and then um and like put her head on her, but I'm like your head's heavier than her whole body. <laughs> um, but you know, and when they're both crying, poor Kaylin. Thankfully, she doesn't cry much yet. Yeah, I think she's too young. I don't know. Um, but like if she's if they're both crying, then we just kind of have to cater to AZ more, mm-hmm. just cause she knows. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think that's like the hardest part, just kind of navigating both of them at the same time. But then, but then we're so lucky because AZ is so good and Kaylin's such a chill baby too. Yeah. She the only thing with her is she spits up so much. AZ wasn't really like that. Yeah, AZ. Yeah. Yeah, they're both really good babies. Mm. And so we're very lucky. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think also we're not freaking out as much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every little thing with Aisley, we would kind of freak out. And but, look it up. Yeah. And, but now we're just like, whatever. But with Kaylin, like, <laughs> we know. Like, we know what's freak out worthy and what's not. So Kaylin's usually just kind of chilling on the side a lot of the times and are kind of catering to. Because one thing with Aisley is we have to be really cognizant of like the jealousy and right. her feeling of being replaced. So like even like simple things like um like some of the things that we say about Kaylin, we know that AZ understands everything. So like we can't just be like, oh Kaylin's such a pretty baby. Like oh she's the prettiest baby in the world. Like we can't say things like that because of the way that AZ might take it in. And I think that's been the most difficult part for me as a father of trying to reassure Aisley that we still love her just the same and that mm-hmm. Kaylin isn't here to like replace her mm-hmm. um, but at the same time knowing that Kaylin requires more like supervision more care just because she's a baby like if Kaylin like rolls over wrong or like like the blanket goes over her face like that can be like Deadly. life and death right so there I think there are navigating that has been the the most difficult part for me yeah and i always try to like even if i'm holding kaylin i'm always looking at Aisley, mm-hmm. like watching well not i mean watching her sounds weird but like because giving like, her your attention yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> and i try to like not use my phone with, when i'm around her as much to give her more attention mm-hmm. yeah but it also helps that like our moms are so close my mom's here right now and your mom's um like comes and goes she's like 10 minutes away yeah no. but like az loves them mm-hmm. so she actually like it's weirdly like she gets more jealous when they hold kaylin oh yeah like even when she falls like when az falls or something she like was like hi money mm. Gra- like grandma instead of like wanting me huh i didn't i didn't realize that yeah huh. and like when my mom would hold kaylin then she'll be she'll be like put her down and then, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's weird. She gets more jealous when the harmonies, mm-hmm. I think, like Kaylin more yeah. than we do. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think just because AZ isn't really like, she's talking, but like not like full sentences. I mean, well, some full sentences, but it's not like... Like we can't really understand it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So like she, she doesn't talk like us, right? Yeah. And because of that, I think we assume that she doesn't understand some of the things we say. But she definitely understands way more than oh, yeah. we assume. So... Yeah, it's it's uh just trying to be wise and yeah, just reassuring her. Because the thing that we you know, we don't want to like traumatize her. Right. And, yeah. So and make her resentful. Mm. Yeah. So Yeah, well but um wow, that was already an hour. Um yeah. I, I think with the whole birth, it's, it was super similar, both birth stories. Um and I think I do have to give it up to you. Um, not only is, I think, your body kind of naturally um, built in a way that the birth process is a little bit smoother than some of the like horror stories we've heard, but also like you prepared a lot. Like You literally intentionally gave hours upon hours of your time to actually prepare yourself mentally and physically. Um, so, yeah, if, if you guys, if you know of any expecting mothers or if you are one yourself, um, prepare prepare yourself mentally for fathers you gotta prepare mentally too because with me if that like freak out moment um the few days before az was born if that didn't happen the night of 
the actual birth, I would have freaked out way more. But that freak out night was kind of a crash course in getting myself mentally prepared. So that's why I was able to kind of calmly escort you to the the hospital. But if I didn't have that, I would have like it would have been such a hectic and chaotic thing for me. So uh, before we wrap up, do you have any was there anything you wanted to talk about that we missed? Um, no. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Um, guys, it's, I'm so happy to have my wife on the podcast, but it's kind of a shame that this was the only topic we talked about because she is such a amazing and interesting person. There are so many things we could talk about. We could have talked about softy. We could have talked about Aisley and June. We could have talked about your woodworking. We could have talked about like all the things, all the different things that you do. Um, but well, if I get your permission, we might. I'm hoping to be able to talk about that later next time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and yeah, thanks for yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, sorry, it's been a a kind of a big gap. Well, if you were wondering, I guess I should have said this in the beginning. If you were wondering why there weren't uh, new episodes recently, it's because we had a baby, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it's been interesting to say the least we're kind of hectic um with you know having to take care of two babies but this is the reason why but thankfully my mom came um az or shirley's mom is here as well that's why we were able to get away and do this but now it's time to go back and take care of our babies so yeah thank you guys again for listening and we'll talk to you next time thank you